Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host for this podcast, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am thrilled to introduce today's wonderful guest, Emily Liebel, who will be talking with us about her role in the website Run Wild My Child. Welcome to the podcast, Emily. It's lovely to meet you. Hi, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. So before we dive into Run Wild My Child, I love that, by the way, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what makes you you? Well, I have a real passion for books and children's books in particular and getting kids to read and another one for getting kids outside. And I have found a really great way to overlap those. And I found that this niche that I'm in by pairing books and the outdoors and making sure that that both are a real focus for kids has been a real joy for me and has really made me excited So I think that that's where I'm at right now and kind of what my focus and passions are. And I love doing it. It sounds amazing. So do you have kids of your own? I do. I have three. Yeah. And they range in age. So I've got an older kid who's almost 10 and I've got two younger toddlers who are nearly four and two. So two, four and 10. Brave (laughs) mom you are. My goodness. So Tell me a little bit about books in your life. Did you love books from childhood forward? Yes. So myself and my two brothers are actually named after literary figures that my mother really loved. So I am named after Emily Dickinson. So as you probably can guess, our childhood was filled with books, filled with literature. And our family just always bonded over books and over different things that we that we learned from our reading. And it was just kind of how we spent our quality time together. So that's been a lifelong thing for me. I love that. Um, Can't resist the question here. Your brother's names. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My next brother is named for Bob Dylan. His name is Dylan. And then my youngest is named for Christopher Robin. His name is Christopher. (laughs) Christopher. Oh my goodness. So in your childhood, How did your mom expose you to books? Were there bedtime stories? How were books woven into your daily life? Yeah, we read books together as a family all the time. She was always taking us to the public library to check out books. We had shelves in our house that were stuffed full of books and we had access to all of them. She never restricted us from taking a book out if we were were interested in it. And we... She would read us books at night. I remember cuddling up in my brother's bed, all three of us in the same room to read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe with our mom before bedtime. And it was always really fun that there were there were just books everywhere all the time for us to engage with and to ask questions about. That is so magical. And the familias, they have their, you know, habits of a healthy family. And among those habits are learning together, reading together, playing together. So we'll dive into how you use some of these habits naturally in your own life. How do you make it work in your own life to bring books and the outdoors? 
How does that work for you? How do you bring those two together? Yeah. So I have found, I got my master's in teaching and I found in that program that my favorite classes were the children's literature classes. And we had to kind of build a classroom library. So I think that's where my, my personal, although I grew up with it, my personal connection to children's literature kind of began in my master's program. And I was able to say, wow, there's so many books about any different topic that you could think of. And these books are really helpful for the classroom, for the home, for learning experiences, for exposing kids to different things that they may not be able to experience in their own everyday lives. And I really found that some of the most beautiful books that I found that I just barely wanted to touch because they were just too gorgeous to look at were books about the outdoors. And so I really started focusing on how fun it was to take my kids outside and then to either before or after to show books that overlapped with that or that enhanced their experiences in some way. And recently, one of the ones that I've really loved is the Familius published illustrated Robert Frost poem, The Road Not Taken. It's a gorgeous book. It's very golden. It looks like fall and it's a beautiful book. And it's so fun to be able to have a book like that and pull it out before a hike and then take our kids on the hike and be able to share poetry with them or have them see the outdoors in a new way because they were able to sit down before and kind of wrap their brains around what they might experience. Ah, uh, so you're naturally incorporating a specific book into that outdoor excursion. So so you're combining literature, you're combining pictures and the energy, as you said, a very golden book and being able to take that. And do you talk about it when you're on the walk a lot? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've written for Run Wild My Child for her website. The owner is Sarah and she has given me a lot of chances to be creative and to pair the books and the outdoors together. And I've written a couple posts for her site about books that I would pair with different activities. So I wrote one over the summer for warm weather activities, and it had 25 plus books about swimming, about hiking, about camping, about national parks, and how to use them before you go on an activity or an adventure during the adventure and as well as after the adventure. And I'm writing one right now that will be for colder weather, like fall and winter books as well. It sounds amazing. So let's dive into the website for a minute. Run Wild My Child. Tell me a little bit about how that name, that th- those words apply to the website and to the message. Yeah. So Sarah started this website probably six years ago, and it has become a resource for families who want to get their kids outside more and they maybe they're busy maybe they don't have the resources maybe they don't know where to look to find the best places for their kids and they need something that encourages them that inspires them that gives them maybe craft ideas or like I've done book ideas and gets their kids off screens and outside to play and explore and just be children so she wants her kids to just run and to be wild. And it has been a passion for her and her family. And she invites people to read her website, to use her 
her guides and her resources that she has. And then she often pulls other people in to write for her website as well, because everyone has different experiences. Everyone lives in different areas of the world. And they something that may happen here where I live in Utah is not going to be the same for somebody who lives in Australia. And so she pulls people in from all over the world to write posts, to use their experiences and their insights to inspire other families, to get their kids outside more. And for me, that's using books. That has been my inspiration. That's been my connection. And I love writing for the website and I love being a part of Sarah's team and being able to to talk about these passions. You used one of my favorite words several times, inspire, inspire, inspire. And what a beautiful message because we all can get stuck in a rut. Kids go to school, come home, do this, do that, and forget that the outdoors is not only great for our mental health and our physical health, but it is the perfect forum to invite books and the energy of books and literature at all age levels. And so it sounds like what you're doing is giving parents who may get stuck in the doldrums, as we all do, you're giving them inspiration for new ways. They don't have to create it. They don't have to think about it. They can just go and be inspired and follow a new path. Right. Yeah. Sarah has a, a guide right now for October that she's using as a challenge for her followers and the people who read her website. And you can just download it off her website for free. And it has three different options for getting your family outside in the month of October. And it could be choosing 20 minutes outside every day, choosing 15 hours over the course of the month, or doing some micro adventures and making just small connections to little activities that you can challenge your family with to get outside. Hey, I love that one, the little micro challenges. Could you tell me the micro adventures? What would one of those look like with a book in hand? Okay, so I live in Utah in Salt Lake City and it's right in the foothills before you hit the mountains and the canyon. And for us, it's really close and it's really easy for us to get to the canyon. My favorite spot in Utah is called Neff's Canyon. And it's only 20, 25 minutes from my house to get there, but it's a gorgeous spot right up in the foothills, especially in the fall. It gets beautiful and you can see it all laid out before you. And so I might read some books about hiking and maybe only go and spend two hours tops outside. And I might say, okay, our focus for this activity or for this hike might be to find different leaves. And so our micro adventure would be to see the changing fall colors and to maybe do like a gradient of these are still green, these are yellow, these are red. How have these leaves changed? And maybe to find a leaf that has multiple different spots of different colors because it's in the process of changing. So that would kind of be where I would put it. And so I might bring books in about colors. I might bring books in about hiking and about the changing, like maybe a nonfiction book about trees and about the changing seasons. So there's a lot of options that can match up with just a short activity. And even if you don't have two hours, it can be shorter. It can be a walk through your neighborhood to do the same thing. I love that. It makes it so accessible. So for someone who has more time, you can take a long drive. For someone who doesn't have a lot of time, you could do that particular one in 15 minutes, just walking around the neighborhood, watching the leaves. So I have a question for you because it seems like 
perhaps for parents who also want to do some sort of outdoor cooking even, outdoor adventures, are there books that you're aware of where someone can do some outdoor cooking? Yes, there are quite a few. There's some books that are 101 outdoor activities, or there's this one that I love that's gorgeously illustrated. It's so bright and beautiful. It's called Sunday Fun Day, and it has a different activity or craft to do outside every weekend of the year. So those books like that will have crafts, they will have games, they will have I spy type challenges or connections, as well as recipes that you can do while you're outside. And there are some others that have like a collection of, of recipes of crafts for each season. There's a series that has one for each season. And I love those books because not only do they have recipes for people who want to cook outside or for people who want to maybe forage some mushrooms, but for people who also want to do an activity like a leaf rubbing, or if they want to play a game outside, like an ice spy game or something like that. There's some really fun options in these books that are just filled with ideas. Well, you got to my next two questions already. So you wrapped <laughs> those up. One about crafting creativity outdoors and the other about games. So thank you. You've, you've covered those. I have right. another question for you. What about for families where they want to use books and the outdoors as a platform for talking about whether it's eco-anxiety or how to care for the environment. What are your thoughts on that? Any books that you're aware of for those purposes? There are so many. There, well, I recently read a book called Stand Up and it starts out just black and white. And as the kids become more aware of how the trees are fading away, how it's becoming more industrial in their neighborhood and how they would prefer more outdoor spaces, protected in their homes, the pictures start to light up and get, add some green in and add some red in and the kids end up going to like a a protest and they have signs where they protect the earth and recycle more. And by the end, the book is filled with a bunch of different color as they see the community coming together with a farmer's market and a recycling bin and kids playing in the grass together. So it starts to brighten up as the community begins to take more care of their community and the outdoor spaces that they have. It's a really fun book. And one of my all-time favorites is kind of a counting book and it's um, a community garden book and it it's gorgeous. And it shows a bunch of different people coming together at different times to care for a garden that they all share as a community. And then at the end, they use it to feast and to share the food together that they've taken the time to grow. Those both sound fabulous because I'm acutely aware of how many parents and their little ones are very concerned about the state of the environment. And so both of those books you described give a place to channel anxiety, to do something, to see that we can affect change and help our children really embrace the outdoors and care. Yeah. For the outdoors and use the outdoors for greater good. So my goodness, are there any other tips you have for families on using books in ways that can amplify their enjoyment of the outdoors? Get off of screens, please, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Any tips? Yes, I think that books, because you can find books about nearly any topic, 
it's so great to be able to either search that yourself if you want to do a Google search, if you want to find those books yourselves. Or one of my favorite ways is going to ask the local public librarian for suggestions because that that's their job. That's one of the things that they are trained on is curating books that, first of all, are inclusive and will include many different people's experiences and backgrounds, but will also get to the heart of the question you're asking. If you're looking for a book on hiking, if you're looking for a book on skiing, they will know which books they've got in store. They will be able to search their database, or maybe they just got a new shipment of books that were recently published. And they're like, I remember a book that we were just given and that we have in stock here at the library. So being able to put these books together, either on your own or with help from somebody whose job it is to curate books, can be used beforehand to prepare kids for a new activity, whether they're anxious about it, whether they're excited about something new, or during the adventure and the experience to kind of draw it back together. Remember when we read this book? Remember how those kids were running on the beach and they made a sandcastle that looked like this? What could you make a sandcastle Mm -hmm. on? Kind of gives them a springboard for their creativity when they're outdoors. And then afterwards, being able to say, we read this experience in a book and we just had a similar experience. How do they compare? How do they contrast? What did you think of your experience compared to the way that the characters in the book experienced it? And so books can be used from beginning to end on an adventure. And if you're looking for an old adventure and a traditional adventure or a brand new one, you can find a book that will help your kids really springboard from the reading and into the experience themselves and enhance their creativity and their enjoyment. My goodness. Well, thank you for all of those tips. And I just, I love how you're, again, going back to talking about books as a way to amplify conversation, creativity, connection, enjoyment, and the joys of being a family. So thank you, Emily, for joining us today. Where can our listeners find you? I am on Instagram and Bookstagram as Inclusive Library. And I post books there that, like we've talked about, are outdoors focused and children's picture books, but that are also very inclusive. I make it a real effort to find books that cover a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of diverse experiences and make sure that everyone's voice is heard, and especially in getting those kids outside and getting them to enjoy their childhood and see their their experiences reflected in what they're reading and what they're consuming in media. Perfect. Well, thank you, Emily. And listeners, this is Emily, E-M-I-L-Y, Liebel, and the spelling on her last name is L-I-E-B-E-L. Anything else you want to add, Emily? I do not have anything else to go read. (laughs) Go read. And the website we've talked about is Run Wild, My Child. Thanks again, Emily. So appreciated. It has been such a pleasure sharing time with you. Thank you so much. And as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. If you'd like more wonderful Familius content, be sure to visit us at familius.com where you will find our Habit Hub blog 
as well as a spectacular selection of books for families. One step at a time, we can and will make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine, shine, shine as only you can do.